This is the Zone Sports Network. Back to Joe and he'll flush. And it's time to hear from the best looking, most charismatic, and certainly the most intelligent member of the Utah Jazz. Jingle bells. Joe Ingles. Gives it back to Joe till the cop slams it in. And yes, for the record, Joe wrote this introduction. This is the Joe Ingles Show <laughs> with DJ and PK. Who? On 97.5, 1280, The Zone. And The Zone Sports Network. The Joe Ingles Show with DJ and PK is brought to you by Cypress Credit Union. For a limited time only, get a free Utah Jazz signed Joe Ingles jersey when you open a new dream checking account with direct deposit at Cypress Credit Union. Cypress Credit Union, your future is our future. Time to welcome in Joe Ingles. Joe, good morning. Good morning. How were a couple days off? Feel like a brand new guy? Y'all rested, <laughs> rehabbed, ready to go? Yeah, I mean, I'd never uh, probably admit at the time that I was uh, pretty tired, but I was getting pretty tired towards the end of that stretch. Uh, being full-time point guard for a little bit there, so um, I was saying to someone the other day, I don't think I've seen the... Seven years in the NBA, I don't think I've seen so many teams press as full court as they did in the last three weeks or whatever it was. So, um, yeah, I was, a, I was I was getting a little bit tired there, but glad we could kind of hold on and um, do what we wanted to do and, and finish strong. And, and obviously now, um, yeah, nice couple of days off and got back into it yesterday a little bit. And obviously we'll kind of pick it up and build it up here until until Sunday. So I listened to your Zoom on Wednesday, Joe, and I got to say, you are a pro because you were probed about (laughs) Donovan Mitchell and you knew precisely what to say. You handled that full court press as well as you did out on the floor when they pressed you when you played point guard. So I don't want to know. I'm not going to ask you again, ask you who or excuse me, what is up with Donovan Mitchell. The only thing I want to know from you this morning, Joe, is can you tell us and uh, who the starting five is going to be? I don't want to know anything about Donovan Mitchell. <laughs> That's a uh, way to uh, way to put your question. You just asked the same question as they did in a roundabout way. <laughs> We're both pros here, and, Joe. <laughs> I've seen, it, I've seen it enough uh, knucklehead media in my life to know that they do that several times. So, um, the five players that will start will be the five players that Quinn wants to start on Sunday. There it is. That's, See? that's deep, Joe. That's deep. <laughs> and if it's me, if it's not me, if it's George, if it's uh, Jarrell, if it's uh, Trent, we'll just have to see what happens. <laughs> so I'm just curious. The answer's like this. Do you understand you're supposed to give them? Or does someone in the organization, whether it's front office or coach, you know, whoever, say, hey, this info stays here. The rest of the world gets the guess. I don't want any of you boneheads leaking it. Yeah, I mean, it's just not a part of it, too. It's just kind of not, not none of my business, but it's not on. If it was me and my injury, I would be, I would give you guys as much as, um, as I could, as I was allowed to or could or whatever. Um, I obviously, I'm not inside Donovan's ankle or foot or whatever ankle. Um, and it's not, I guess it's not really, um, to your question, like, no, we don't get like a briefing report 
what, what to say and what not to say on, on media days or anything like that. Um, I think it's just a bit of common sense. Like I would never speak on someone else's injury because it's not my, not that it's not my business, but it's not my place to, to do that. So um, if Donovan comes on and wants to talk about it, then um, that's completely up to him. So guys in the NBA, Joe, obviously the goal as a team is to win the title and that's the most important thing and the most success that you could possibly have. I was wondering... Do you think you, that's everyone's goal? Do you think that's everyone's goal, though? To win an NBA title but by an NBA player? Yeah. Well, that would lead me to think that you don't think that, so the next the question then would be, why don't you think <laughs> that? No, I mean, and I'm not saying that about I'm just asking a general question. Do you think out of 450 players... 450 players, pure one goal is to win an NBA championship. No. No, I mean, some guys want to make it in the league because that's where the big money is. And just to say you're an NBA player, I get that. But I think rotation guys, guys like you who've been in the league for a number of years, I think that's your goal. And I think the nucleus of this team, when Mitchell goes last year and says we're done with the first round and we finish with the best record, but yet a lot of people still don't believe in us, I think most of your guys certainly, I actually believe all of your guys, are committed to winning a title. They're not worried. If you don't have your place in the league yet, are there other reasons as to why you would think that wouldn't be the goal? Yeah, I mean, I believe... I. Like what you said, like I, I know our team is fully invested in it. Um, but you also, on the flip side of that, like there's a lot of guys in this league, like you said, they're trying to make it. Um, they might be on the last year of a, a minimum deal, a four-year minimum deal, and they want to get paid and they sure. want to look after their family, which you can't uh, you can't be mad at. Everyone, I mean, whatever job you do, you want to you want to look after your family as much as as you can, whether it be your yeah. immediate wife and kids or your extended family if you're able to um, but it'd be interesting if you got everybody down and uh, we all had to do a, a, a survey or a questionnaire or whatever you call it with no names on it I'd be interested to see how many people what answers they gave you know and I'm with I know, you I know what our team's answers would be I know our teams would be the right answers but I'm just saying speaking in general I'm I'm with you on that, Joe, and I see where you're going. I think the next layer to add to the conversation, though, is there are people who would say that they're in it for that, but they don't really want to pay the price. They don't get for up sure. a thousand shots a day. They don't watch what for they sure. eat or how much they run or ride a bike in the off season, and they might, so might be coming out of a strip a, club a at four in the morning. You know, a survey with with no names on it. It's fully. Uh, disclosed no one ever no one was ever going to find out it'd be interesting to see what the answers would be like whether it would be i want to get paid or i just want to be in the nba or i do want to win like i genuinely don't care about the money um it'd be be interesting anyway how much with your uh on with your silly questions (laughs) well now you opened up a fascinating aspect how many of those guys though that you would question because clearly you're questioning some how many of those guys are integral parts of the team i I think we understand the end of the bench guys are just trying to survive in the league which you used to be you're not anymore obviously but you know how many of how many guys who are going to be in the nba and are not end of the bench guys are committed to winning it all. How many, or how many do you think aren't committed to winning it all? 
you know, I'd also, I'd also add is like, um, that there's obviously been guys in the league that have done everything they've wanted to do to get paid, and then after that, kind of shutting it down, which yeah. is interesting. Which is interesting. You've yeah. like, I, I still remember when I signed my four-year deal, and obviously you have like idiots on Twitter, right? Like, oh, now you've made it, like you can relax, or now you like. My whole goal the next year was like, I need to play better. Like, I have to prove that, um, not really to anyone in general, but like myself, like, I need to prove my worth, that I'm worth whatever X amount of dollars I was playing for for the next four years. Um, you see, like, there's, yeah. there's other people, other guys, like, it's it's just interesting. I don't know. I was thinking about it this morning randomly, and so when you asked that question, oh. it came to my mind. That's funny. Well, not to be a not to be a total homer here, and you know the jazz guys are all in, but nobody else is. I do. We are th- all in. I can I can promise you that. I'm around. Right, no, now. I get I get that, but I think that we ought to acknowledge that. I think on most of the better teams in the league, not all of them, and not everyone, but the reason you're a better team in the league is because you have more guys who are all in. Because sure. otherwise no, I, it becomes a stumbling block. And, I mean, just to pick random numbers, you know, you're seventh instead of third or you're fourth instead of first yeah. or whatever. So well, then it goes on to uh, what West, I think Westbrook said it in a reply to someone on social media or Stephen A. Smith or some, some reporter somewhere had said something and he said, like, I'm not going to define myself by a championship. Yeah, like, yeah, you're right, yeah. It would be great, um, but what he does, and obviously we see – a little bit of what he does off court, but I'm sure he does even more than what he actually shows. I think there's a lot of players that do a lot more than probably what people think. Um, like, yeah, I don't know. It's interesting. We could talk about it all day, to be honest. Oh, yeah, no question about that. Yeah, well, there's, Let's there's do a, it. I got nothing well, to do. Well, I, I wonder, in, in Westbrook's case, he's playing with a crappy team, so they don't really have a chance, whereas you guys do have a chance, so... You know where I was going with that originally is you've made your money, you've made your mark on the league, you've made your mark on the community, you've done everything probably that you wanted to set out to do individually, and so you've accomplished all that stuff now at 33 years of age. So basically, the only thing left is to win a title uh, at the NBA level. Two things left. Okay, what Two are you? What, what's the other one? Obviously, win a championship for Utah. Yeah. yeah. Um, and a gold medal with Australia. Oh, okay, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. From that perspective, so uh, uh, what what would an NBA title mean to you? Oh, I mean, it mean the world. Um, it would be a a very special moment. Um, and I don't even really say that for myself. Like, yeah, it would be great to have that. I guess, like, on my, my resume one day, but. Um, also for for Utah, like that's why yeah. that's why I kind of do what I do off the court with with what we do with Renee and I and, and the, the kids and the donations and whatever it is. Um, you almost feel attached to, like I never thought I would obviously be here for seven years, let alone one year when I was on a month to month deal. Um, so um, yeah, it would be an unbelievable accomplishment myself and for my family and for us to kind of uh, talk about one day when I'm old and, um, but there would be no better feeling than doing it and rolling down Main Street or whatever with a um, to, um, 
yeah, it'd just be a a pretty cool moment to share with with the people here because we have myself included, but the, the guys that have been here and um, from seven years ago winning like 28 games or whatever we did that first year um, to, to kind of where we are now and obviously a big part of that is what the Millers did um, building the team and getting Quinn and then obviously now with, with Ryan and his group so um, yeah it would be incredibly special um, it would mean also that I'd be on a plane a couple of days later to, to head over to Tokyo to try and uh, win another one so it'd be uh, it'd be very special so have you talked to other players, and, and Mike would be the person on your team and most, uh, you were talking about how exhausting the end of the season was, but when I hear people talk about deep NBA playoff runs, it is just all-consuming and exhausting. It is never easy, even for the legends. And the teams like the Warriors who do it multiple times, it's no surprise they end up with injuries and this cumulative fatigue after several years. So have you really braced yourself for what a deep run means? For sure. No, it, uh, I think uh, Mike went to the Western Conference Finals with Memphis one year. JC went to the Finals with Cleveland that year. Mm, that's right. Um, so speaking to them a little bit too, like it, it is. It's, I mean, it's a grind. And I think... Um, what also will play a part in that is the way we play. Like, we play a different way, which is hard in general. Um, it's hard to do for 72 games. So you, um, at this point, having the, the couple of days off early on and, and a lighter day yesterday and then obviously getting back into it, um, everything kind of from this point, um, as of, like, Monday when we, when we had the, the time off is about getting ready, getting your body ready, but also kind of planning the rest and making sure you're getting enough sleep and, and downtime and, and getting your legs up and, and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's going to be a hopefully a very long run um, that goes all the way to the end, and, and we've got to kind of brace and prepare for that. And, um, I'm lucky with, with Renee and the, the kids that they'll – They'll give me every opportunity to, to rest up as much as possible um, when the kids don't want me to be chasing them outside for a little bit. But um, no, it'll be, it'll be exciting. It'll be fun. Um, but it's, it's almost time to, to kind of park um, some stuff aside. Um, like our record was great, but that's kind of... The 52 games don't really mean much except for where they placed us. So we've got to kind of park that aside and, and obviously, like I said, prepare and, and get ready for this kind of next this next section of, of this playoff run. So what's interesting, it's, and I think this is, uh, in my mind, it's the first time ever, maybe it's been done, I don't know, but the thought being that the number one seed now is not going to know its opponent later than everybody in the league, <laughs> right? And that's sort of weird. You'd think that the that's somewhat of a disadvantage. And so you're not going to know your opponent until we have the outcome of the Memphis of the Golden State game, which is going to be late and it's going to be less than Friday 40 night. yeah, less than 48 hours uh, before the tip-off on Sunday evening. Uh, do you know what you guys will do as far as preparing once you know for the individual team? Or is it more about yourselves and it doesn't really matter anyway? Um, yeah, I think uh, I think a, a part of it is about ourselves. A part of it, like I said, the first couple of days was purely the the physical health side of it, getting, getting some rest. And um, especially as of kind of yesterday, it was 
four teams we could have played. Um, so now that we know it's down to two, um, again, I think um, I'm not in uh, the coaches' meeting, which they're probably doing right now. Um, but they'll be a lot of focus on ourselves, obviously, um, how we want to play, what we want to do um, on the offensive end, defensively. Um, obviously, defensively, we can talk about um, bits and pieces. Um, obviously, for for us, we've been pretty consistent with what we've done defensively for a lot of the year. Obviously, uh, certain individuals on certain teams take a bit more of um, a scout or, or, or effort and, I guess, time and effort put into a scout to, to figure out what we're going to do. Um, and obviously, they've kind of got guys like that on, on either team. Obviously, if there's Steph, it's... It's Steph and what he does for that group. Um, and then with Memphis, they're probably a little bit more um, across the board. But obviously, Jai is a big part of their, what they do. Dylan Brooks, um, Valanchunas down on the block. So, um, yeah, I think, I mean, like I said, it's it's not ideal. Um, but it's also, again, I've said it, <laughs> I don't get put in those meetings to make decisions. So we, we just do what we're told. And um, that part is, I, I guess being devil's advocate a little bit I guess it, on one side of it it kind of makes you not overthink anything too much yet because we don't know who we're playing so we can't overthink how we're going to guard Steph or how we're going to guard Joe like we can put some ideas and plans probably in place but as of kind of Friday night and, and that session on, on Saturday that we'll have and, and a shoot around Sunday morning um, obviously those two days will be, be very crucial um probably more mentally than physically, um, just really locking in on our, our game plan and what we're going to do and, and how we're going to play. So I'm, I'm curious how much the preparation, because obviously you've seen these teams you know, two or three times, two in the East and you know, three for most of these Western times this year, how much has the preparation changed from one matchup to another, aside from injuries and guys you know, either playing or they're not playing, but how much does it change? Do you defend Steph really differently one time as opposed to when you played them a month earlier or whatever? Yeah, I mean, I think, like, I mean, he's a good example because of how much he impacts the game with, with what he does on the floor. Um, and it's same with a, a lot of guys when we would play Jokic last year in the playoffs or, or James Harden in Houston that, that year, whatever it is. Um, these guys are... Uh, at the top of what they've done and they've won MVPs and whatever they've done in their careers for, for a very good reason. Um, so I think it's about, regardless of who that is, whether it be Jar, whether it be any of those two teams, um, a lot of it, you, you want to mix it up. You want to make it as, as hard as as hard as you can on those the guys that are going to have um, the ball the most or the, those guys that make the, the biggest impacts on their teams. So, um, yeah, it's 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 tough to think, like I said, kind of overthink it too much right now because there's um, a 50-50 chance of who we're going to play. Um, but you want to make it tough. You want to make it as hard as you can. Obviously, in a, a seven-game series is is long, um, so you want to you want to change things up a little bit. You obviously focus on yourself and what we're going to do. Um, but yeah, you want to you want to mix it up. And if you give Steph the same look every time or, or Durant the same look every time, these, these like guys at the, the top of the the uh, echelon of players, they're, they're going to eventually adjust and, and be able to make plays. So you just want to make it as tough as you can. So who do you think of the first three guys are going to be off the bench for you guys, Joe? 
<laughs> um, the first, it'll be the three guys that Quinn decides would be the best uh, impact off the bench after the starting five, which he'll choose um, leading into the game. Nice. You got a future in politics, Joe. <laughs> I can, I can promise you that'll be the last thing I'll be doing. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> hey, I'll by be the doing way, a mil- million things before that. Uh, good call on Jordan Clarkson. I thought of you when he dropped. Uh, you know what song really captures the mood of the team? What you're thinking right now? And he said, "Tears for Fears." Everybody wants to rule the world. And then he played it on his phone on the Zoom call. Thought, Isn't he just like yeah, one of a kind? Right. And I thought, this is what Joe was telling us about. This is one of the things he does. He picks a song that's older than himself, and he's got it on his phone, and he's got this little giggle. It's infectious. It was, <laughs> and his I, sunglasses on. And, oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. That's the, that's like the crazy part, too, of why we, we were, I can't remember who we were talking to. We were talking about it the other day a little bit. It was like, I don't, I don't think we'll ever meet or the NBA will ever see like another Jordan Clarkson. Like even the way he plays, you can't, you can't like teach that to someone. You can't sit and watch film and say, Hey, put your body like one leg here, one arm on the ground, the other arm is putting the ball behind your back. And then you're still going to score. Like you just can't. And then off the court, what he does and how he lives and his, his, um, like his, his weird, like his happiness, like he's always, he's just always happy. Like he, he, there's not, there's not ever going to be another Jordan Clarkson, ever, not even close. Like not even a, like imagine, imagine a young kid saying to JC, like, hey, I'd love you to come, like help me work out and like show me what you do. Like imagine him trying to do the stuff that JC does. <laughs> Impossible. <laughs> not happening. Yeah, not happening. All right, Joe, we appreciate it. Thanks for a few minutes, and we'll be watching Sunday night when Donovan either does or doesn't start. <laughs> One more you, thing, Joe. <laughs> and you play either the Warriors or the Grizzlies. We'll, we'll just have to see what happens, won't we? All right. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Thanks, Joe. All right, there it is. Many questions, many answers, Dang. and yet questions still loom. <laughs> I thought I could get them. No, you didn't. <laughs> nice try. Just understood. Nobody says anything. Nobody would ever say, if anybody lets us leak, you're all fired. (laughs) Well, I like how he said, oh, you're just asking the same question a different way. Yeah. (laughs) That's what we do. (laughs) That's why you get paid. All right. When we come back, everything you missed in this show, we're getting you up to speed next. Stay with us.